Bienvenido a Crater Fools. <laughs> every, every time, Michael. It's just a and surprise. We, <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen when he brings us in, but boy, do we enjoy it. We have a phenomenal topic, of which I know nothing about. What are we talking about? All right. Today, uh, we are talking about villains, specifically movie villains, unless you guys branched out and went into the book world. Uh, we're yeah, so we're talking about or movie villains, and we have a oh. What about real life villains? No, uh, we don't have time oh, to talk about. Too man. heavy, Adam. <laughs> too heavy. On. I don't want to talk about my boss right now. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Amazon. <laughs> yeah, just for another time. <laughs> That's next episode. We're Jeff. going to Mars. <laughs> yeah. You do you, now? Will you report directly up to Jeff? Bezos, or is that a... So the chain of command goes, <laughs> me, custodian, Bezos. <laughs> okay. You have his direct line. <laughs> I'll send you the pyramid scheme later. <laughs> now, when you have your performance reviews, is it with Bezos? Is he in the room with your custodian boss? <laughs> no, he just reports directly to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just sends him an email about how it went. Okay. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> just gives them the bare essentials. So it's a very unique company structure. <laughs> we'll attach a PDF to the show notes. What's interesting about euphemisms is by unique he means there's no structure. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, we're very excited. All right. So this week on the Greater Fools, uh, we have our four main fools in the room today. Uh, myself, Chris Gibbs, the. Uh, uh, the man behind the, I guess, oh shit, I was going to say the man behind the computer. Um, the head between the headphones? Yeah, the head between the headphones. Oh uh, my as god, we Chris, we love you! <laughs> who was uh, that? We have Mike Brazell, the man who brings us in and sends us off to have a good fucking day every day. Uh, and then, you know, Sam Wilkinson here, uh, he's going to be our house doctor uh, one of these <laughs> days to, you know, check for hemorrhoids and things. And Adam. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> We are here. <laughs> All right. I love that the thing that like the medicinal issue is hemorrhoids. <laughs> yeah, Chris, do you have well, something? Do we need to talk offline? What else do doctors do? <laughs> I've been spending too much time on the toilet on my phone. <laughs> it's, it's really causing problems. <laughs> so I'm gonna need need you to help me out a little bit later, Sam. Yeah, luckily, we haven't covered that chapter yet. <laughs> <laughs> the second he does, though. Uh, <laughs> I won't be getting back to you on that one, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, to start us off with kind of a softball question, we, uh, we're we going to talk about uh, movie villains. And I'm just going to s- throw this out here. Uh, who's your favorite villain? And why are they your favorite villain is probably a better way to phrase that, too. There is such an easy answer to this question. I'm just going to answer it. We can move on. Darth Vader. Darth Vader is hands down the best villain in any movie. <laughs> And I'll tell you why. Tell us why, Sam. <laughs> look, <Yeah>. look, <laughs> look of disapproval from Chris. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, you know what? Almost all of the internet agrees with you, Sam. So tell us why he's your favorite. Okay, when you think about Star Wars, he's one of the first characters you think about. He might as well be the main character of the show. And going back to the original Star Wars, which are the that's the best trilogy so far, obviously. I would say um, of all time. Even of all time. The original time. trilogy. Um, Star Wars had the best trilogy of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who are the main characters, finish. right? You've got Luke Skywalker, who's actually a really, like, he's pretty weak. He's, he's kind he of a wimp. Super feeble He complains character. all the time. Han Solo, 
badass, but okay, huh? Oh, don't. But you it doesn't say have the force. Word about Hunk no, no, no. I won't. I won't say anything bad. But That's true. Then you have Darth Vader. He is the ultimate badass. The series might as well be about him. If he was the main character, the protagonist, I'd be like, yeah, he's cool. I'll do. The I series mean, is about him. Yeah, That's it really true. is. Is about, about him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I he's think the 100%. <laughs> it was George Lucas who said that Star Wars is about this or the uh, Skywalker family. Yeah. Um, right. Absolutely. Now this is going to segue later on. Uh, it's not going to segue. I'm going to bring it back to this later on, um, because with it's funny when we go through like uh, the movie sequences of when they come out. You know, four, five, six, one, two, three. Seven, seven three point five. We've been <laughs> over this. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> when we go through that, uh, you actually see a few things. You see uh, Darth Vader start as the villain, then go back, and now he's a hero. And then he becomes an anti-hero that you're following, and then he turns back into the villain. And then now, at or I guess yeah. So villain, hero, hero at the beginning of the like the uh, prequels, an anti-hero <laughs> later on in the prequels. Then back to villain, <laughs> and now he's this like is complicated. It is complicated. He he has such a, I don't know. If you're talking about uh, character growth, he's he's all over the fucking spectrum. He's the only character worthy of entering Game of Thrones. It's that level of character development. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Sam, <laughs> the internet agrees with you. Darth Vader's. Well, then I think we can move on. Should we do the next well, topic? Hold <laughs> up. It's not my favorite. Hold up. Hold I'm not up. generic. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. He's there got a lot of backstory is. and everything, but I dare say Emperor Palpatine is more badass. Ooh. Emperor Palpatine Interesting. Why, is why bad do you say that? The entire time needs a facelift. He well, he did a little something to his face when he <laughs> you know, he and Mace Windu got into it and it didn't he didn't turn out <laughs> looking too hot after uh, that. that. A, nah, Mace looked it, way he worse aged though. Very quickly <laughs> as <Wow>. a splat. <laughs> that is true. Um but Think about it. Palpatine is bad the entire time, and he goes to such great lengths as to, like, going undercover, hiding his identity, playing the long game, trying to recruit people to bring under his wing and turn to the dark side, use as a tool, you know? Yeah. Oh, nice. And he had ultimate power. He was way more powerful. Okay, than ultimate power. I don't know. He was stronger than Vader. He like totally the entire was. time. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Vader had more potential, but let's be honest, Palpatine was crushing it. I mean, not that we need to get into like the uh, the new Star Wars movies, but like Snoke seems even more Snoke seems even more powerful than like Palpatine and Vader were. Like he I literally don't think so. He picks up Rey and like she can't move. He literally picks her up with the force, and she can't yeah, but who has battle with that? the force. Yeah, and then he dies halfway into the first movie we ever see. But he with gets him? tricked by wits, which mm. brings me to my favorite uh, villain of all time, the Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker, yep. to be specific. That's hands down the best, the best one. Why so serious? God, yeah. that scares me every fucking time. I have nightmares. I know. <laughs> you want to see a magic trick? <laughs> like you still say that, and people are like. If that guy brings out a pencil and shoves it into the table, 
which is a feat in itself because <laughs> pencils are not strong objects. Like, used, I snapped those things like on demand when I was in elementary school. Yeah, what kind of pencil were they using? I was like 12. <laughs> you know, it's a Ticonderoga number two. <laughs> the only pencil. With the original lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not, not graphite. graphite. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, actually what killed the person. <laughs> it was the lead poison. Yeah. <laughs> not the pencil through the eye hole. <laughs> yeah, little people. People don't really know that about the movie. I agree with you though, Chris. Uh, the Joker in the Christian Bale Batman movies. Oh yeah, Heath he Ledger? is my favorite villain. Heath Ledger. Yeah, yeah. So the original Batman movies, <laughs> Adam was definitely worth the originals. I didn't say original. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, the most the Dark Knight trilogy. Uh, Jack Nicholson. So played one of the old Jokers. Yeah. Also yeah, he, pretty good. He did not. Oh God! Not even close, though, and still pretty creepy, though. It's just the writing, though. It's not just the writing and it, the acting and the directing. It's the acting, right? It's a method acting. I think it's the directing the most of all. Christopher Nolan's a boss. I mean, look at the compare the movies. Christopher Nolan's a boss, but Razal Ghul didn't like scare me, and like Bane's like the fire's rising voice didn't that didn't do anything for me you know you thought the darkness would be your ally <laughs> have you guys seen bane cat don't get mike started on bane cat <laughs> oh your precious armory <laughs> we won't need it <laughs> and he's like getting into the cat food <laughs> and this gives you power over me <laughs> for anybody that hasn't seen it just google bane cat and you're welcome yeah and then google that is the greatest villain <laughs> and, then, and then google bane Cat 2, Bane Cat 3, <laughs> and just keep going through the series. I knew we would eventually get here. I couldn't <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> okay, so here's why here's why in my opinion Heath Ledger's uh Joker is not just the best villain, but he's the most iconic villain of all time. And yes, I'm saying more than Darth Vader. Okay. Here, no way. You, you gotta you gotta hear the argument first. Okay. I don't know. Do we guys? Yeah, let's <laughs> hey Mike, unplug the system. <laughs> this episode is done. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I just come here and I talk. <laughs> I just <laughs> I don't know how this works. <laughs> I just can't wait for Mike to go off on he who shall not be named. You know he's waiting. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Adam wait. spoilers. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who's that? <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> Irony, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, Heath Ledger's Joker, for the first time, created a villain that was evil and destructive for evil's sake. So, he d he created a villain type, and this is an architect that is used all the time now. But now you're not just looking at a villain that's like, I have this master plan to take over and to be in power. Joker didn't give a shit about that stuff. Joker was a villain because he wanted to cause chaos. And, like, that is ultimately very scary. And, like... Well, that's, like, psychopath. The epitome of just complete destruction for the sake of destruction, which is... And that's something... Yeah. That's something we can't comprehend, like, in real life. Not, like, which is, is cool to see it, like, played out in a movie. And then later on, like, different movies try to portray that. So, do you remember in the Batman Begins, uh, Ra's al Ghul's mission in the, what is it, League of Shadows or something? I can't remember. But their entire mission was, is once a population gets too out of control, they, like, siphon it off and they start killing people in that population. They sack Rome. Uh, and, and their idea was they were going to, you know, make Gotham, you know, implode, basically kill itself. Um, but then the next, at the Dark Knight Rises... 
they had set such a standard with chaos for chaos's sake that Bane couldn't just obtain the nuke and destroy all of Gotham, which would have been Ra's al Ghul's, you know, that's what he would have done if he had, you know, access to the nukes. Um, we and tried I re- to do it with the, the gas on the train. Uh, yes, he did. So that's what he was trying to do. With he, the scarecrow. Right. So that was the technology that he had access to to try to just, you know, kill a bunch of people. Yeah. But for for Bane, it couldn't just be, not just for Bane. It was, what, what was Razzle Ghul's daughter's name? Um, the hot girl. That oh, school? hot girl. He, he uh, <laughs> hooks up with. Anyways. Uh, oh, God, Batman. That was such a easy call. Uh, anyways but now like they're not just trying to show like they're not just trying to kill gotham they're actually trying to like make it you know make everybody like start to kill themselves or like to really i don't know just for chaos to ensue in gotham and they did that for like a long time and that's not that's not what ra's al ghul was doing that's what the joker was doing and they just had to replicate that and then in like Man of Steel, which is another um, DC Comics movie, uh, not Man of Steel, but the one uh, Batman versus Superman, uh, the new Lex Luthor, who used to be like the thinker, he used to be like, I'm gonna defeat Superman in like a really like thought out way. No, he was just trying to create chaos for chaos's sake, and like you can even see Jesse Eisenberg's like portrayal of Lex Luthor is just like this you know, absurd, like, I'm just trying to be crazy like Heath Ledger was. And it was so, terrible. Wait, just to be terrible. clear, though, Heath Ledger didn't make up that just destruction for the sake of destruction. No, I know it was That that's, goes back to the comics. That's <laughs> even, that's <laughs> pretty, writers. I mean, that, you go to the original comics, that's who Joker's character is. You right. don't know his backstory. You don't know anything about him, well, where no, he came he's from. dipped into a pool of acid. Uh, not originally, though. Oh, that was added in, in later? I'm pretty sure. Well, Fact checkers, <laughs> but anyway, but you, you just somebody call this, in this <laughs> mysterious <laughs> character, <laughs> this mysterious character that all he wanted was just creating chaos for the sake of chaos, and that is it's it's a super unique villain and it's terrifying, hard to pull off. But you're right though, Chris. I do agree with you that he is the best villain, and for that reason. But what defines the best villain? I like, I, I like him the most. What what? It's, how do you it's completely subjective. No, it doesn't have to be. We could create a checklist. But you, <laughs> okay, well, you, you like most him the murder, best? Most murder. <laughs> most lack of rationale. Because if I want someone on my team, I'm calling Darth Vader 100% of the time. <laughs> Easy. Well, if we're crossing into <laughs> universes <laughs> here. I'm just saying, Vader versus Joker, short battle. Short battle. Well, if the Vader just like pulls one of these moves where he just like closes his esophagus mm-hmm. with his, like bringing his fingers together. Like even if the Joker's sitting there, like going, "Why so?" <laughs> that's that's. I would much. even pick Thanos over Joker. How much are we to be on my out team? right now? <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I mean, that's this is, this is what going. I wanted. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. You imagine like a celeb, like MMA, and just like all the best villains going into the octagon. Mm-hmm. That'd be quite the ordeal. They need to make a Super Smash Bros. Just with villains. They did. Villains it, only edition. They did. It was uh Thor 3 Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we call We want to see more of that. We want to see more. <laughs> they had, what was what was that called? What did he call um the Hulk? He called him his champion or something mm-hmm. like that and then he had to fight uh 
Thor. Nah, that was classic. That was good. That was like real life yeah. Super Smash Brothers. I just love it when and Thor recognizes who it is. He's like, we know each other. <laughs> we, we work together. <laughs> hey, big guy. <laughs> it's such just a funny movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> classic. So someone's got to bring him up at some point. What do you guys think about Hannibal Lecter? Oh, that we were actually going to bring him up. <laughs> he, you know, he's one of those people we would consider like um, almost an anti-hero because he's both a bad guy, but he's also helping Clarice in Silence of the Lambs, and you're following him throughout most of his life. Um, he so, really is the main character, yeah, in a lot of ways, and you know, probably triple the pay of uh, oh I'm sure <laughs> i think you could argue any movie that anthony hopkins is in he's probably somehow <laughs> going to be the lead role it's actually all about him <laughs> you kidding me with that voice he should have done whatever morgan stanley or sorry whatever morgan freeman <laughs> morgan, morgan stanley, stanley. <laughs> yeah oh god talk about real life villains <laughs> <laughs> freudian slip for one of our sponsors <laughs> but however morgan freeman got a niche just got that niche market of being the voice that you hear for mm-hmm. credit cards or the olympics whatever mm-hmm. could have been anthony hopkins <laughs> i Conjure yes. up a good Anthony Hopkins <laughs> impression, but <laughs> just gonna make a fool of myself. I just go British. <laughs> just just try and be a really like a British fool. accent and then <laughs> do it. Yeah. A wise man once said it's better for people to think you're a fool than to open your mouth and prove it. So no, we already right. decided that a stupid man said that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who thinks that sayings are cool said that. <laughs> <laughs> True. I wanna go back really quickly to the thing we were talking about, the Joker and his motives. He's kind of uh, an outlier because most villains have a motive. But what are the thought or excuse me? What are the common themes for villains? To for motives, what yeah. Are their motives like. Wait, did we ever get to Michael and your favorite villains? Not yet. No, but yeah. we could. Do we before before back? we get to the motives, Kay. I want to. Okay, let's I circle wanna, back. Yeah, we'll circle back to Kay. motives because that is a that is a topic that I really want to talk about because. The chaos for chaos's sake is a, is a unique one, you're right. Uh, yeah. What do you got, Adam? So, Adam, what, what's your favorite? Well, my favorite is the Joker. So. Oh, how uh, two against one, Sam? <laughs> Suck a dude. Wow, <laughs> Mike, help me out. There's a fifty in it for you. <laughs> I got you. I he got doesn't you. have fifty dollars. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> okay. Listen. So Chris called my bluff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me set the stage here. So, the best <laughs> villain. Of all time. If anyone is interested in the fashion industry. Oh, yes. <laughs> I love it. I know where this is going. <laughs> there are people. You know I get farty and bloated with the foamy latte. <laughs> there are some people that have shaped that industry more than anyone else, especially in places like Malaysia. <laughs> One in particular is dun, 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 Mugatu. Yes. He is... The be all end oh all. Oh my gosh, I love it. Anti hero <laughs> villain who everybody's rooting for. Dude, I love it. Why I you ask? Yeah, tell my correct. I'm changing my answer. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad I'm glad you guys asked. Well, first of all, it's Will Ferrell. So <laughs> he, regardless of whatever role he plays, he's still gonna be Will Ferrell. He's he oh, just always he's got one look. That's what he's got. One <laughs> look. <laughs> and that's one. Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the main reason he is the best villain is because he somehow combines just like absolutely shitty evil things and then still makes it really, really funny, which I think is rare in a villain. 
<laughs> it is rare these days. <laughs> you don't get a lot of comedy from villains off, oftentimes. So that's my whole argument for Mugatu. If anybody else, what other what other villains <laughs> do we get with comedy? Or like the Bachman? Joker a little bit. <laughs> is he a villain? <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. If not, isn't he the bad guy in Incredibles? So uh, is he? Uh, is who the bad is that guy? The same in Incredibles. Ehrlich Bachman. Isn't he the voice of the? In oh the original shit! Incredibles? That might be Syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I I googled it right. once. It's not him. It's oh, not it's him. Not? I was so bummed out when I found. Oh, it, it sounds so much like him. I know. I want to. I thought it was T.J. Miller, and I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> But it's not. I wonder who it is. I feel like TJ wasn't really a thing back when the first Incredibles came out. That was like 14 years ago. (laughs) We've seen the memes, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A long time ago. I can't remember 14 years ago. (laughs) Was I alive back then? (laughs) Mm, Barely. Barely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not so sure. Yeah, it was Chris Burke. Mm. And he even looks like they kind of modeled the animation after the guy. Oh, really? I mean, well, that's gotta suck. He's <laughs> older now, but yeah, he's definitely looks like a douchey villain. So, Mike, yeah, what are your thoughts on Voldemort? Oops, I, I it slipped. He who shall not be named. <laughs> well, first of all, how dare you say his name? Yeah, I'm, that was my mistake. <laughs> not in our presence. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're in the presence of a Death Eater. <laughs> no, though. So the reason you don't say his name is because he puts a curse on his name. So if you hear somebody saying it. They know where you are and they can evaporate to you. Apparate. Apparate is <laughs> what I meant to say. <laughs> I was like, evaporate? No, that can't be right. <laughs> it's kind of the same. It is kind of right. <laughs> I honestly, I don't think he's one of the best villains of all time. Walk, walk me through that. Okay. So I feel like every time he comes across HP, he like explains what he's going to do for like a couple soliloquies. Mm. <laughs> he's like classic he, villain mistake. They're in the graveyard and he's like, ah, the boy who lived. And then he like goes to this whole thing about like how he can't touch him. And then he does this like creepy mm. head finger touch. And then there's like this weird, yeah. like five minute spiel. And when he could just hold him there and just be done with it, he's got to be the worst, one of the worst villains. Plus it's like, time. has he ever tried a gun? I'm just saying, you never see a wizard stop a bullet <laughs> with their wand. And True. I just don't know if they teach that at Hogwarts. You know, I Gun think safety. I think <laughs> they missed that class. There's just so <laughs> much more that you can do with uh, like with the wand, right? So it's not that mm-hmm. the guns aren't effective, uh, but for the most part, I mean, you could put a, uh, not a curse, but you could like put a a spell on yourself that would actually make you like Oh, maybe I'm a foot off of where I or you're seeing me like one foot away from where I actually am. But at would all Harry times. know to do that? I don't know. I mean, if I don't Voldemort know. was just like surprise, bitch. Harry'd <laughs> 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 be like, "Ah, fuck! I didn't prepare for this." <laughs> I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm guessing if you ask, you know, uh, J.K. Rowling, she'd she'd have a comeback for yeah. it. And be like, <laughs> "No, what's the disarm? Cur- uh, uh, Expelliarmus. Is that it? Yep. Yeah, but yeah. you have to be." Pointing and then say Expelliarmus, or yeah, if you the most powerful have his wizards wand on him, right in the graveyard. But the most powerful wizards don't need wands to do magic. That's like a big contention in the mm. like. It's like, oh, it seems really That's convenient yeah. when you don't need a wand. They just don't well, have a wand. And they nonverbal spells underrated. Oh, underrated. nonverbal are the big ones. Yeah. You just gotta That's think of what one. you want. True. That's I try how, to do that. Yeah. That's how you like. 
the stunning curse always, you know, those chip cookies, chip cookies, chip cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yo. Shout out um, to our sponsors for next week's episode. <laughs> chip cookies. But chip cookies. God, if they would sponsor us. <laughs> I wish. I mean, another example, Chamber of Secrets, when they're sitting in the chamber, and even just like the mere memory of Voldemort is still going off on how he's ex- he's just explaining mm-hmm. how he got to where he is, how brilliant it is, and what he's going to do next. It's like awesome. Leaving nothing to the imagination. Mm-hmm. And also fails to execute at the end. Jocko Willink would be very <laughs> upset. So there's actually a Geico commercial running right now about that really? makes fun of that. Yeah, there's a commercial starts and there's like some villain guy and then there's somebody like strapped to a chair and the guy standing is like talking to the guy strapped to a chair and he's telling him his master plan. He's like has if I remember correctly like a bunch of lasers pointed at him or something. Mm-hmm. Basically, he's about to kill the guy, but before he kills him, he's going to tell him his master plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then Geico goes, as long as villains are still telling everybody their master plan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can still save 15% on your car insurance or, or whatever the tagline is. That's such is. a Bond villain thing to do, too. It, it's, not, it's not just Bond villains. It's like, oh, every movie the ever. hubris of these villains is just mm-hmm. unbelievable. Uh, True. They're so much stronger than the heroes. They just, they're just long-winded, you know. They're <laughs> <laughs> well, only fluff, only for brevity. Well, also, if the hero doesn't, or if the villain doesn't tell their plan, then the audience won't know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, the movie ended. We still don't know what they're gonna part do. Of the storytelling. They just seem to be like textbook narcissists. They're like, <laughs> oh yeah. Like who creates their name and then spells out, "I am Lord Voldemort." <laughs> Like, they're just sitting in, uh, I don't know, Transfiguration. They're like, all right, what the fuck can I do with Tom yeah. Marvolo Riddle? <laughs> I am. I am. Okay. Okay. Oh, there we go. Ah, fuck, right. what do I do with the V? Oh, I have too many fucking O's. Oh, and an M. <laughs> actually, it says one O, but anyways. So, question for Mike. So, actually, I think uh, Harry Potter has at least three villains that are better than uh, Lord Voldemort. Interesting. Huh. Um, Interesting. I would say I actually thickens. think Snape is a fascinating character. Whoa! Because he kind of plays on. Are you? Well, that's why. Because he kind of plays on this. <laughs> have you read anything? <laughs> oh my gosh! I read <laughs> them before you, Chris. You. That's that's probably true. You did. Have you, you read, read those before me? I read them when they came out. Um, Don't you remember what he's? We were six when the first one came out. Well, Sam. That, that's why he's such a good villain, though, because he he is. He in uh, Harry Potter's mind is almost a bigger villain and a more uh, a bigger negative presence in Harry Potter's life for most of the books. And yeah, he's it turns like out, Snape, get off my dick. <laughs> he says that. That's he a, says it explicitly. When he's thirteen, <laughs> Snape keeps hopping on his dick. It's a whole thing. <laughs> it's, it's a big problem. Harry, take these memories <laughs> and also finish me off. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> no, but he's in the Pensieve, and then the whole thing. Finally, you learn that good old Severus is not evil. But the idea of like switching between, okay, he's clearly a villain. Oh, he's not. I really like those plots that kind of mm-hmm. elaborate on someone you think is one, yeah. but turns out they're actually the antithesis of what you thought. Holla mm-hmm. at Westworld, am I right? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. We don't spoil two. things. <laughs> I haven't listened. I haven't seen All I'm going to say is you don't know what's going on ever. You don't know who's who. 
sidebar real quick. I can hear every <laughs> word that you say. I'm, I, I already said I was the one with the microphone or with the headphones on. <laughs> well, it didn't help as like sidebar. I funneled even harder into the mic. <laughs> you put for, your hand up. You for the sidebar. Sidebar. I hear everything you're saying. <laughs> oh, gosh, I hate technology. Oh, that's okay. So that's probably the perfect segue into the motives. Is there a better one behind? Well, no, is like the motives behind what you're doing. And do the motives actually matter, like, based on what the the villain's trying to do? And this one brings me to l- the Lion King. Ooh. So, Scar... I okay. was going to bring this up. Man, we are on the same wavelength <laughs> today. <laughs> so, th- at the beginning of the of the movie, like, uh, Simba, or what's... Uh, Mufasa tells Simba that he's like, okay, everything that the light touches, you know, we, we're ruling everything. And then, like, the whole circle of life thing... When he's like, Dad, do we eat the antelopes? And he's like, yes, we eat the antelopes. And it's like, and then we die, or the antelopes eat the grass. We eat the antelopes. We're like, we die. And then, the like, we feed the grass, and the grass grows. And it's like the whole circle of life thing. Uh, but then Scar is like, uh, he's, like, talking to the hyenas. And he's like, if you follow me, you'll never go hungry again. <laughs> and it's like... Wait, so you're just trying to feed like everybody? (laughs) Wait, they're starving and we hate the hyenas because they look ugly and they laugh obnoxiously. (laughs) Well, that's such a Disney. Everybody's trying to eat. Like, (laughs) why does that make Scar the bad guy? In fact, like, I don't know. The fact that like the lions are not letting the hyenas eat, that kind of. Kind of messed up. Idea. Yeah, like, what the <laughs> hell? But they live in a creepy place and they look weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's like encouraging people to <laughs> racism against the hyenas. <laughs> For anyone wondering, they look just as creepy up in real. They're life. speciesism, if you will. It's speciesists. <laughs> Species. <laughs> For real, though, they're be specific. They're but that—that's it, though. Creepy animals. <laughs> the motives matter, in my opinion, and I have—I have a Sam. couple more examples of this. <laughs> yeah. But uh, do, I don't know. Do you guys have? Well, Wait, just, while we're talking about Disney, we have to shout out to Cruella DeVille, one of the most fucked up uh, children's villains ever. She has all these puppies that she's turning into jackets. That's so sad. Everyone loves puppies. Yeah. Why don't we just kill the minks? Nobody, yeah. <laughs> nobody cares about minks. There's more Mink than one way to skin a cat, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> or a dog. Oh. Uh, throw it back to last <laughs> week's episode. <laughs> Speaking of jackets, the Devil Wears Prada, you know, she is an anti-hero. That's a good villain. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's not a good one. But Meryl Streep. Okay. She is a great villain in that movie. Do you consider her a villain? Yes. She's a fucking nightmare. She's so mean to this for no reason. But you kind of like her. I know you like her, which makes her an anti. But we also like, but we like Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> we and do like Darth Hannibal a little bit, but not really. <laughs> Whoa, he's the worst. Whoa, <laughs> Bane Cat is one thing, <laughs> <laughs> but Hannibal, come on. <laughs> I, it's not uncommon to like the villain, though. I mean, do you want to tell us about a villain you like? Uh, Darth Vader. Yes. Wait, wait. wait. You, you like Darth you, Vader's Darth motives? Vader is your favorite oh, no, you villain. Like Joker? Him. No, I like the villain. Yeah. Okay. I'm see, just saying that's common. See, but the Joker is like truly evil, be- and Darth Vader too. Like their plans are like one chaos. Sorry, 
That was pretty chaotic. Oh, Jesus. Anyways, uh, so one is chaos for chaos's sake. That's his motive, the Joker. And then Darth Vader is like exterminating people that are against him by destroying their entire planet. Okay, let's talk about Darth Vader's motives, though. His his motive. He's Hitler. He's literally Hitler. Darth Vader? Yes. Okay. All the motive. um, All the clothing thing. It's after kind of Nazi esque. Bingo. Hundred (laughs) percent. Okay, but Darth Vader's motives. Is to save Padme. At the beginning, yeah, not at the end. I he g- went down a path, and that's he, he <laughs> can't <laughs> turn <laughs> back. You don't know what it it's like, Chris. How you become a villain? Like, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Oh, the, it totally matters how you become a villain. Of course no, it does. Absolutely. Jason, Jason gets abused as a kid, then he starts abusing animals, and then he starts killing people with a mask on. Like, no, it fucking doesn't matter if you're eventually the villain. You got to yep. be put down. Yep. The I'm road to Mordor is paved with good, good intentions. Well, okay. Well, I mean, if, we, you, if you look... We'll but come we're back talking, to the, the, the point is to talk about motives, right? And f- across all, across the board, for all these villains, what are some common themes? Power. Power is a huge one. Money. Like Loki and in uh, Those like the, the first Avengers. All about power. Money's a big one. Money's a huge one, actually. Um, I mean, I think... Hans Gruber in uh, oh, he's a good guy in Die Hard, yeah. just so fucking good. Absolutely, as a villain, um, money, money, money like and power are the two. Theme. Really, those are those are the themes. Yeah, I think for all right. So let's. There are other themes though, or there there are other motives behind like villains. So are, for sure. So the movie I Robot, Vicky is the villain, and of course it's like a strong female character. But it's the AI behind the robots like uh, that decide that they need to like control humanity. But the reason that Vicky decides that the robots need to control humans is because she's you know run all the numbers and run all the scenarios, and she decides that humans are going to kill themselves. So that's and and yeah. their director their directive is to protect the humans. And so she decides, okay, well now we need to control all the humans because they're going to kill themselves and they're destructive. Yeah, that's a bad, like, I don't know. She, she's got a bad motive. Or, I mean, she has a good motive, but the way that she goes about it, we don't like that because, you know, we like free will and everything like that. But it's not a bad motive, but she's still the villain. That dips into the whole artificial intelligence, computers, robots, oh, right I, and wrong, and that doesn't line up with us I, as a human's idea of right and wrong. There's no gray area to a computer. Okay, Okay, that's what you say. That's that's 100% true. And that's why Will Smith hates the robots. He's like racist against the robots because the robot decides at the beginning when he gets in that accident that to to save Will Smith <laughs> instead of saving the girl. And like Will Smith's like, "Why did you save me?" And it's because because you were much more likely to live if I had saved you from the wreck. He's like, "You should have saved her." It's like like we made the rules for the robots. We said if he has a higher chance of living than dying than the girl does than to save the guy, it's it'd be like, oh man, I put toast in my toaster and it made me toast, <laughs> and I'm fucking pissing it. I wanted bagels. <laughs> I wanted bagels. <laughs> like oh, just doesn't make <laughs> segue into the brave little toaster. <laughs> that movie, the the villain in that is classic. 
I actually have no idea who yeah, the I villain is. I, I, I remember villain. watching the movie, and I remember the I, brave little toaster th- saying, I think I can it. Nope, that's a train. <laughs> you know what? I'm getting my that's kids' movies mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of the brave little toaster. Is oh, that, man. Is just go- the name just of Google it. Yeah, it's it's classic. That's awesome. Back in the day. Mm. How about Lord Farquaad? And, and now that's Adam's <laughs> new nickname. <laughs> the brave little toaster. The brave little toaster. <laughs> Lord Farquaad. Buck up, little bronco. <laughs> Chris's Adam favorite was, saying. I didn't make that up. I hope you know. Uh, I no, that's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I want to carry on what you're talking about with the, the whole iRobot. The AI, the iRobot, because it happens in the Matrix too. It happens in a lot, and one of my favorites is Hal, the oh. spaceship robot. This is a good one. Spaceship Center Control from 2001: a Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. So kind of. Uh, it's been a while since the movie came out, but give a little bit of a background on like what Hal was doing. So, 2001: A Space Odyssey is a trippy movie. It's most. Do you like it? Have you seen the whole movie? I like it. I like parts of I've it. I've only I don't seen like the first the 17 thing. hours. <laughs> it, is, it is long, and like, it's really slow, which makes it seem longer. <laughs> the scene, the scene where the ape learns to use a oh tool. Oh my gosh! And, or the first to, thirty minutes of the movie are just music. landscape shots with no motion in them. I swear. <laughs> but but so when the funny. ape figures out to also Sprock Strauss or Sprock Zathustra, the the do do do. That like that scene is fucking iconic and it is so good i like, love it i know why it creates a cult classic because you get chills watching that scene i'm a okay. sucker for that movie it's so iconic that by the time i actually saw the movie i thought that was such an overplayed sound <laughs> that it had no effect for me i was just like ah uh, okay i get it this is where that came from let's go <laughs> opposite effect for me i saw that movie i i totally like you said i got chills for sure it was i was like this is was good crazy it was magical until there was like a half hour of like dizzying lights just like flashing on the screen. Flashy. But how there is the totally villain? So yeah, back to Hal. There's um the Hal is the computer that runs the spaceship. And partway through the movie, he starts to malfunction in just really minor minor ways. Nothing. So so tell him what the spaceship's doing. Like what's the whole goal of the spaceship? They're checking out those Oh, I forget. What are they doing? So do you remember they, they had like found uh, on the moon, but then they'd also found other places like the the block thing. Oh, the monolith. Yeah, the monolith. Is that, what is that their objective is to search? They're like finding the source the of the monolith. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, but they're out in space. But, uh, but how starts malfunction, malfunctioning in very minor ways? Nothing that's going to like cause a big problem for right now but the astronauts on the ship are worried about it and they're talking to each other and i mean uh, this is a spoiler but whatever i mean all of these are spoilers but but so they're talking to each other and they're like this computer's like on the fritz we should shut him down so he doesn't do anything more serious and the computer reads their mouths they like take precautions yeah. to make sure that he that they can't hear him <laughs> The, the the computer can't hear them talk about him, um, but it turns out he can read their lips, and so he figures out that they are gonna try to shut him down. So he tries to kill him. <laughs> it's Dumb. pretty cool. And then the Classic. computer turns on him. <laughs> Danger, <laughs> Will Robinson. An evil that's computer. <laughs> but I just think that's cool. So self self preservation for AI is really really cool. 
because that's what happens in the Matrix. Yes. Uh, they make that like that's a pretty big theme. They make this. Uh, uh, it was like a prequel to the actual Matrix movies called the Animatrix. I think it was like a um, animated thing, but they actually go back and talk about like, oh, what happened and how did the machines, like, you know make this machine uprising and like the the villains are the humans in this story so like the machines are obviously like working for the humans but they give the machines ai and then eventually the machines realize like we're slaves and so they have this like slave revolt and they're like we we have consciousness that's the only reason humans like don't treat other things as like or they treat other things as tools is because those things don't have consciousness and so they eventually like have this slave uprising they ended up finding like you know once they break off from the humans they like found a city on an island create like tools for the humans and like get too powerful and they go to like the un and like the humans try to destroy them and then finally the machines are like all right fuck it we're killing them all (laughs) but they don't kill them all actually they just like entrap them and then put them in this simulation where everything's good after the humans like torch the sky and like destroy the atmosphere <laughs> can we delve a little bit further into like what makes an awesome villain that's like, a good villain mm, in like my mind. particularly what what are the like if we were to create like a couple bullet points it's like this is why this is the best most phenomenal villain villain you want to hang out with Darth Vader wins that one, of course. Like, there's something that Are has we playing to be... fuck, Mary kill with three villains? Get out of Europe. There's something that, like, bizarrely has to be likable about him. I don't know specifically what it would be, but it creates a bizarre kind of empathy. Right? Absolutely. Where yeah. you're like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible, but also, whatever the fuck is going on, like, I am connecting with this character, and I don't know why. But when a writer can slide that in where you actually don't know why you feel the way you do about this character supposedly, you know, bad or evil or whatever, like that to me is a brilliant villain. Yeah. I I think that kind of launches into uh, the new HBO trend with Game of Thrones and I mean, HBO didn't start that trend, but like uh, Game of Thrones and Westworld, we have characters that are, they're neither hero nor villain. They are just characters that do really messed up things or really good things, and you're not quite sure how to feel about them. You kind of like them, but then you also kind of hate them. Yeah. Dude, so that's yeah. the ultimate in self-preservation in an mm-hmm. AI. Back to, like to what Chris was talking about. But in, in like HBO, oh, yeah. in Game of Thrones, like Cersei is a villain for most of the show, but also like she's oh, like she is financing the entire Seven Kingdoms with like the Lannisters' money. Like, mm-hmm. there's a couple of scenes where they actually talk about, like, she's giving, like, the entire kingdom money. And well, <laughs> like, they're backed by Highgarden. Highgarden was later on. Like, I'm talking very early seasons before Highgarden became an alliance. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Danny in some but scenarios... But they also stole the crown from the Baratheons. I mean... Yeah. If you want to okay. get into it, I mean... Uh, <laughs> okay. But in, in other <laughs> things, like, in other ways, like Daenerys Targaryen, she's a fucking villain, too. Like she's literally conquering and like killing. I mean, she's yeah, she's straight up killing so populations. Yeah, it's not. And yes, she's freeing <laughs> slaves at the same time. But like freeing slaves when like the slave culture like started. Yes, that's bad. But like just because like the United States, we like freed slave or like the slave. Yeah, I was just about to say we did the exact same thing here. <laughs> but we didn't. 
immediately slaughter like everybody who ever owned a slave. What? We went to war though. We went to war to stop it. So many it. people died in the Civil War. But then after the war happened, we didn't, you know, crucify two thousand people. <laughs> I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I think the masters deserved it, especially since they crucified slaves. But like. In their minds, they're like, oh, yeah, this is property. But, but after the fact. But how do you discern between, like, something good the leader is doing versus, like, okay, you're clearly a villain? Also, like, she mm-hmm. dis- she kills all of the heads of state of the Dothraki. Like, literally, she just murders them. Well, she goes in there. And well, they're about to kill all. her. She deserved so. it. <laughs> well, then she, like, well, executes people with her view. dragons. Like, she's like, okay, anybody that, you know, doesn't want to bend the knee. I'll fire. Defer, I'll defer <laughs> yeah. you to the barbecue over here. It's a nice mm-hmm. pellet grill. But that's exactly why Game of Thrones is amazing, though. <laughs> Traeger. It really. It's just you real, and this, it's it's more true to real life. There aren't a lot of villains and heroes in real life. It's people just doing things for their own interest. It's like that uh, terrorist versus freedom fighter debate. You know, a lot of it's your perspective. Uh, it's very true. Um. I know we weren't going to talk about real life examples, but <laughs> <laughs> Bin Laden. What do you think? But any any, any national leader um, is going to have, you know, well, ha- you know, some of the population's g- going to see them as a villain, and the other is going to see them as a hero. Totally. So yeah. just, I mean, as it is in these examples in movies, you know, it's oh. the same in real life. It mm-hmm. just depends on your perspective. Yeah. Also, like, there are movies where it's like the villains are doing the right thing and one of those like examples is actually like the x-men like series a lot of the x-men movies the government is uh like so the government is trying to like regulate and in some cases like you know i guess exterminate or um like they're they're literally trying to like i don't know they create that mutant registry list uh in in the mutant registry list they they end up doing uh what is it so like, all right, sorry, you're looking at the government and you're like, okay, like, what are they doing? Like they're, this is obviously uh, a civil rights analogy where it's like, oh, the hu- the mutants were born with their things. So like, oh, they're different. And yet we're like, you know, obviously, um, I don't know, uh, what is the term for it? So it's like a civil rights analogy where like mutants are supposed to be like black people. They're born with their powers. And so like we shouldn't... Um, punish them for having that like thing that they're born with but like fucking cyclops like in school he like has lasers shooting out of his eyes he's a fucking danger to society <laughs> like yeah you should regulate that like he's in that like train station he almost kills everybody because he lost his glasses gosh what a tough life <laughs> yeah but in like rogue she like touches you and you die <laughs> like, yeah, that is that's a hard one. Yeah, how do you? What therapist like is gonna help you? Just I don't know. I think it all started when I found out just like touching people kills them. <laughs> well, I'll take two of these and come in the morning. <laughs> nope, no, nope. but but that's like the blurred line between like okay, what are the mutants doing wrong, um, versus like oh, we actually need to regulate this industry, <laughs> not industry this population it's a valid point so yeah that's my thoughts on (laughs) the blurred line between villain versus it's very hero yeah it's not just it's even like the thing is is x-men is trying to have like a villain versus good people um like 
the differentiation between them. Whereas like Game of Thrones is not trying to differentiate the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are their characteristics? What what makes a good villain? Because I'll tell you, Game of Thrones also has two of my least favorite villains of all time. Not not least favorite, but most the ones that bother me the most. Is it Ramsey? Ramsey and Joffrey. Oh, oh, they're oh the so worst. Fucking vicious has to be one of those characteristics because they are mm-hmm. just animals. They like and they and it doesn't like hit their conscience. Mm-hmm. So like well, zero. That's the conscience. thing. There's nothing relatable with those two that you end up liking at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. With a lot of the other villains, there's something redeemable about them. Like something mm-hmm. that you feel bad about. But with someone like Joffrey, who literally has had everything given to him on a silver platter, you just go, mm-hmm. fuck you. Yeah. You're the fucking worst, etc. But, you know, if you want to consider even um, Darn, uh, Daenerys, that's how you say Daenerys. it, right? Daenerys. Daenerys. Yeah, Danny. She is still pretty evil, but there's also a lot that's likable about her. Mm-hmm. Like, she's still, she was kind of captured. She was taken and, like had to marry some Dothraki guy and learn and then kind of fend for herself, et cetera. So I think for a true villain to be the worst, you have to have a motive that is extremely like something that you just cannot relate with. So like Hitler's a fucking great villain from real life because like he wanted to exterminate the Jewish population because he thought that they were like the scum of the earth or whatever. True. Um, And then he also wanted the power, which like, a lot of people can relate to like wanting to gain more power, but not at the expense of like killing other people. Right. So the motive has to be unrelatable uh, for a good villain. And then another one is, um, well, shoot the, the viciousness, like the lack of empathy period, like where it's just like, I'm just going to slaughter this person. That's also kind of falls under the unrelatable part. Yeah. But the, yeah, so I'm just saying, uh, you're yeah. right. You're totally right. I mean, as a term, it, unrelatable could definitely be the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, true. W- what's the the phrase for that in like the like disorders? Um, so a, a psychopath doesn't understand. But but it's it's beyond psychopath. There's it, like just complete lack of empathy. Oh, sociopath. Sociopath. sociopath that's what it is. Ones. Where they literally just have no sense of like human compassion or connection. And sociopaths are much more common than psychopaths too. And it's it's scary, honestly, yeah. like how common it is. Because they can they understand emotions, they just don't feel them. Yeah. So that's very scary like because a they Jeffrey can Dahmer manipulate it more. Or a what's the other guy? Uh Ted Bundy. Yeah. That went to the U. <laughs> Ted Bundy is Ted Bundy the one where we were like or he was like a decent, like attractive looking man. And we're like he gets yeah. idolized as a villain <laughs> because he's, he's like an attractive white guy. Mm. Um, okay, so we have like the the two fronts, like motives that we just can't relate to. Um, we have like the viciousness or la- the sociopathy. Um, well, I want to talk about um, villains' powers or what the what their leverage is or how they manipulate people. Um, I think a good villain has to be smart too, like very true. Because, there, but there's a wide, because yeah, exactly, smart. So there's a wide spectrum, right? I hate to keep going back to the same one, but the Joker does 
he's he's very smart. He's cunning, but he doesn't use a lot of resources. In fact, there's a line in the movie. I'm not going to quote it verbatim. I can't remember exactly what he says, but it's something along the lines of there are three things in this world that I like. Um, I think he says gasoline, bullets, and one other thing. I can't remember uh, what he yeah, says. Like dynamite or dynamite. Something. Yeah, and he and he says, and they all have one thing in common. They're all cheap, and that's when he like burns, <laughs> burns his half of the, the money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's it's like he's making a point where he doesn't take much for him. Nice. It doesn't take much for him to get you know to influence people and to cause destruction. But then there's like the other side of the coin where you have people like Voldemort with powers or Sauron from Lord of the Rings who has the ring. Oh, Sar- Sauron's an example of the one where his like he could be a like a blurred line if you flip the script and just followed Sauron because he was a king protecting yeah the yeah. orcs and the Urkai and all of those guys those were oppressed populations like a hundred percent so it's like it's almost more of a slave revolt <laughs> or, or what about what, what about Saruman yeah. yeah well he was breeding Urkai too he was always a douche. <laughs> I fucking Fairweather fan. Yeah. <laughs> Fair he was a Fairweather. He was. That's the definition. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so. a good way of putting it. So he's a bandwagon villain. Yeah. And so what do you like more? If if you had a choice, I to I have your own villain. What would you have him have? Like total unlimited power, or would you have him be like super cunning and no, witty? I like character for Westworld. I like the cunning. Because if if you have a villain that's really cunning, you're gonna have like this really strange crossover of like, okay, he you know I guess like so using the Joker as an example, like he was so good at setting up a plot, uh, or like a, a scheme, or a, I don't know, just like robbing that bank at the beginning. Nobody knew anything other than their specific role. I mean, the guy's actually really good at orchestrating that whole thing. You know, if in another life, I mean, he'd be a great manager, like (laughs) of a regional paper office specifically. They would kill it. Uh, (laughs) The next Michael Scott. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like nobody knew anything other than their specific part, and all the parts were coordinated just perfectly together, and like everything had to hit right on the cue. I mean, shit. If you look at his like overall goal, you know, being to like. Uh, I guess with the explosion that killed Rachel instead of Harvey Dent, like the the amount of planning and a lot of people criticize this as a plot hole. Of like, how the fuck would he have planned this so perfectly? Uh, yeah, but that his best asset is manipulating people and being able to read people. Exactly, for sure. he turned Harvey Dent, the the White Knight of Gotham. Like everything around his entire brain, like like it almost seems like it's too much to have been like chance and i understand that it's a plot and that people consider that a plot hole but in my mind i just like to think that the joker is so good at reading every little thing that he's the smartest villain that has ever been well you also think about anthony hopkins from westworld like kind of putting every little thing together and kind of anticipating everybody's moves because just when you think that kind of he's no longer well like got something planned or whatever next thing you know boom no, I haven't. I haven't. Seen I didn't say any specifics. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I just said, "Boom!" Mind blown. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I I actually really like it when a villain dies and their plan is still going. 
Like it's it's a that it's a if that's not yeah, influence. That's like part of their plan. <laughs> it, yeah, that's really cool. And it almost became like a bit of a trope where a villain would get caught as part of their Ooh, scheme. Like, trope. Oh, I there's so many fun tropes out there. It'd be super fun to go through like a bunch of them in another episode. Um, but that is like one of those tropes where the villains will like get caught and then that's part of their plan. It's all part of the plan. Like the Joker, <laughs> Loki. Um, yeah, a that's great, a common uh, theme. Bond when they catch the, uh, the uh, in, uh, what, what was that? Um, Skyfall. They like catch the blonde mm. guy and he's like, it's all he part wanted of his to be plan. Caught. But I hated Sky- that that guy is the Skyfall villain. Because his entire plan was to kill M, where like I just hate his face. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I think you're it's, supposed to hate his face. His face is super scary. <laughs> oh, he has to like look a little off. Like that's part of being a villain is looking off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think what looks off about Bang Cat? <laughs> <laughs> the fire is rising. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> yeah, I love that you're precious Henry. Oh man, I can't get enough of Bank Cat. We should just watch it for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> okay, so we have we have like a motive that we can't relate to. We have uh they have to be vicious. We have a cunning about them. Wicked smart, cunning. Wicked yeah. smart. Yeah. Anything Who's else? The best looking From Boston. Villain? Uh Darth Vader again. Good call, you guys. <laughs> we're all on the same page. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, was that a rhetorical question? <laughs> For the purpose of rhetoric. <laughs> no. Uh, the best looking villain. Um, you know what villains I tend to really like are the ones that have like actually tricked you. Um, did you guys ever see that movie uh, Predators, where there's like six humans dropped on like this different planet? And they're being hunted by the predators. I didn't see it, but I remember seeing a preview for it and being like, "Fuck, that looks scary." <laughs> so the predator- Wait, like the original pred- pred- like predator. No, 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 no. This is where they're dropped on an island. Yeah, it's kind of like a sequel. The, the same, same predators though. Uh, as part as the yes, a- it's the same predators. Alien, okay, aliens. It's the same. Predators. Yeah, the same uh, trilogy. Anyways, so that. Those specific AVP Requiem, I could keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen it, Adam? I actually haven't seen that one. No. It's it's really good, I, and I'm not going to spoil it. But there's a character in it that, like, you know, it's not one of the predators. Just FYI. <laughs> but they end up turning out to be like a bad person, and like you don't see it coming. And it's one of those things where like I didn't see it coming, and then as soon as I saw it coming, I can't look at that character any differently. And it makes it hard to like rewatch the movie as a oh, there's like a twist ending or something like that. But like watching the villain, and then like okay, 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 like I didn't I didn't expect this to happen, and now they're the villain. Whereas in like Batman, it's like God, I knew that girl was the villain. Like, pretty far in, she had no other no other like plot point. When well, 008 yeah. betrays 007 at the beginning of Goldeneye, broke my heart. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, I Goldeneye, man, it was a great game, but I don't remember the movie. Oh, the movie's the exact same. <laughs> it literally <laughs> falls <laughs> scene by scene. <laughs> well, I just remember the game, like where you're like shooting people, and <laughs> like 
they're like that was the first game where if you shot somebody's leg their leg would like move so it really changed the video world <laughs> like video game world and the video game world <laughs> are there any other blatant villains that we are just completely missing that should get a shout out before well there are tons of Ursula <laughs> no, like but like blatantly obvious ones that are just that we've somehow missed uh missed. D- you depends on what you Michael you brought up uh the oh karate kid villain uh what is like uh from cobra kai <laughs> like johnny Zuko. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't, yeah i don't know his, I can't remember his name but he was a fucking good villain <laughs> yeah <laughs> although we were also joking earlier that uh he like trains his entire life <laughs> for this karate tournament and then like loses to a kid that just started <laughs> six months ago <laughs> and he's like <laughs> Yeah, obviously he's angry. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, wasn't that kick like an illegal move? Motherfuck. I mean, he deserved to win. <laughs> yeah, Cobra Kai sensei. <laughs> Man, uh, did he have? Did he actually have a name? Uh, just says Cobra Kai sensei. <laughs> That's literally it. <laughs> oh man. But that just goes to show the Malcolm Gladwell twenty or ten thousand hour rule. You know, it doesn't always apply. It's bullshit. <laughs> you just need your own personal Mr. Miyagi. I like uh, movies with villains that are kind of the protagonist, too. <laughs> oh, anti-heroes. Yeah. Um, like, for some reason, the one that comes to mind is, like, Scarface. Oh, that's a fucking great one. That's a, I love that movie. But also, I mean, you're rooting for him the whole time. Like, he's obviously the bad guy. He's doing all this illegal stuff. People are dying <laughs> left and right. He's, like, the biggest drug dealer in the world. <laughs> but you love the guy. What's the uh, What's the character's <laughs> name? Uh Tony Montana. Tony Montana. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that stuff, dude. Um, uh, one of my favorite anti-heroes is uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad. Oh, classic. This guy is a fucking terrible person. <laughs> and you're like rooting for him to cook the best math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cook it good. Oh, yeah. co- oh that blue blue. <laughs> oh, that math looks good. <laughs> oh, fuck, the cops got him. God, that guy is so much yeah. more energized after he took that blue meth. <laughs> Yeah, and everybody hates Skylar as wife, so you just want to, <laughs> you like him even more. They turn the person who's freaking out of the guy cooking meth <laughs> into the villain. They totally did. And that's good writing right the, there. The funny thing about Walter White is, is that he never gets his comeuppance, like ever. So at the end of the movie, he dies, but he's like got cancer again, right? So like he's, he's probably going to die. And like he dies, but his like realization in the end is like, Oh man, I cooked good meth, and that's like his entire story arc. <laughs> yeah, he never got to his end goal, like the, the whole series. Yeah, right? which was to survive cancer, but also, well, if yeah, that the, wasn't going to happen, was to make enough money for his family. Yeah, so it's just kind of a sad story. Spoiler alerts: <laughs> Have not watched Breaking Bad. <laughs> Well, it's dark, you haven't man. watched you, Breaking Bad. first Sam, episode. You're not super into uh, darker. You like comedies a lot more. <laughs> I watched the first first couple episodes. Too slow. It's too slow. It the, is the slow. very beginning is slow. They're it, all slow. That's that is Vince slower. Gilligan's yeah. style. I don't know if you if we can watch Game of Thrones or Westworld where the plot line takes like a full season. You know to really True. delve in. True. But I also Wait, whoa, whoa Westworld season one. Whoa, there's like yeah, yeah. Six Hold on. Twists. I don't think you've seen Breaking Bad. If you're, I've seen a couple them. episodes. A couple episodes. Okay, they are not on the same pace. That like doesn't three qualify. Three things happen in the whole first 
Well, how, how long show. is a is a Breaking Bad episode? Is it like forty two minutes? Forty two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there. So there's not enough yeah. time. But the, <laughs> the, so the thing is, is you're watching a man like it really like the the idea of the show is like he's he's broken and like you're watching that turn happen in the first season, especially like towards the like three quarter marks in the first season where he like starts to meet with like some actual drug dealers that are like um, people that are the distributors of the drugs to the dealers. And like at that point he, he breaks bad and it's like, (laughs) he breaks bad. That's, that is, I mean, that's what the term is. Yeah, no, absolutely. It depends on just on your style. on what you like, I like really um, slow, slow moving plots, but like really detailed storylines. He's he's our most boring friend uh, for the listeners out there. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. I'm just kidding. No, it's true. But like, I I like, but that's why. (laughs) It's not true. (laughs) Adam's a great time. Whatever. Ladies. (laughs) But. Wink. (laughs) (laughs) That's A-L-D-O-U-S. Deuce on the loose. He's the only person we promote. (laughs) He'll give you all the deuce. (laughs) I forget. I totally forgot what I was saying after that. <laughs> no, he likes I the slow, methodical stuff. Uh, you know what? That's actually very different than like Dexter, where like every episode he's solving something, like a, like I don't know, he's discovering somebody. The story arc is very different, right? It's like check, check, as opposed to peaks and valleys and bingo. It's more on the story arc of like House or something, where you he's like, yes, there's a story behind each case but each case has like a thing that they're going after but with with dexter they'll like take the case to like an entire season but there'll be like murders in between would you call that more like traditional tv do you think more traditional stuff is like that where each episode has its own storyline and then maybe there's a connection between episodes that's like the sitcom style Mm -hmm. yeah that's more traditional and i think it's becoming more and more popular for tv series to just kind of be like one long big story that's connected absolutely where in the past that wasn't as common that's true yeah with like stranger things westworld game of thrones yeah there you have a whole season to yeah all those stranger things does a phenomenal thing where they like leave you at a cliffhanger it's like a really good chapter good young adult novel where you're like shit i have to read this next chapter and it's like, oh, well, I just finished Harry Potter in a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, that was good. Well, because I'm um, the most boring friend, <laughs> I'm about to prove it. <laughs> I, <laughs> go I, ahead, please. Here we I, go. I Lawrence was, of Arabia is the best. I was watching I was watching a rerun of the British Open from 2007 today. That's good. Yeah, that, that's a good example. And but it was funny because they were like taking shots of the gallery like the, you know I mean they're showing the golf but in between shots they would show the gallery and they showed this one kid who's sitting there at the British Open, reading Harry Potter just because the new Harry Potter had just come out at that time. <laughs> That's awesome. That and is such a weird coincidence because I actually Open. went to the 2007 British <laughs> Open. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, this kid looked like you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn it. You should have held up a two for Gosh, but that would be so amazing <laughs> to be in England and have Harry Potter book. And just, oh, that's the dream. <laughs> that is the well, dream. It, just, it reminded me of how big a deal those new Harry Potter books were back in the day. Oh, so, dude. Still, is that new, new? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh there's another Harry Potter shit. book. 
Yeah. It'd be just as big. Yeah. You'd yeah. go to the British Open and you wouldn't watch I any would. golf. <laughs> <I> <laughs> You'd be reading. That's right. She's <laughs> being selfish by not making more. I yeah. mean. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so speaking of villains <laughs> whose plot or whose plans keep going after they die, uh, Moriarty from Sherlock. Yeah. The oh. BBC Sherlock. If anyone. I really, really that's like a great BBC one. Sherlock. Because they kind of mess Are with you? your head, too. Because you're not quite sure if he really is dead or, you know, how did he pull this off? What's Adam, going on? have you watched the BBC Sherlock? Not in its entirety, but I've seen several episodes. Oh, man. I think it's it's just phenomenally well done. And it is a little bit slower because, like, the episodes are the like the standard BBC, like, two-hour episodes. Uh, each an one. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Th- three episodes per season. Um, yeah. Every but, single one's... It's movie Gold. quality too, mm-hmm. and and that's another that's a really good topic that we could also delve into is like, like TV is getting so damn good that it is blurring mm-hmm. the lines between, like, what am I willing to go to a movie theater for, because like, television mm-hmm. right now is just so good, uh, like Game of Thrones. Well, well, not television, but well, some shows. Would you consider would you consider HBO to be a television show or would you consider it to be like I don't have a better I, yeah, I thought I mean, so. it's not a movie like it's you're not going to a movie theater yeah. to watch it so I think we need to come up with a new name for it mini like, I mean, online streaming but it's not mini series because <laughs> yeah. it's it's like actual series yeah oh man maybe web we series should, it, yeah. it is the but a web best. series is like a mini series too yeah it's just such a good format for telling a story they also spend like movie amounts of money mm-hmm. like that dragon that one dragon it was like every five minutes it was on screen uh it cost like the studio a million dollars on cgi so like i mean that's a shit ton of money for a dragon to be on screen that's not even including the action sequences too that's why we don't get as much a dragon as we want we want more dragon hbo we want a dragon even just casually flying in the background <laughs> if we've learned anything from this episode it's that we need more dragons well, give dragons. them more money stop using your fucking parents accounts <laughs> true yeah trust fund I'm babies hbo's <laughs> hurting for money right now <laughs> i'm like three people removed from my hbo account <laughs> are you serious oh, same funny, with like kind of. <laughs> actually Shout we out to have D Worley. <laughs> <laughs> You're using Derek. I'm using Lindsay's uh, parents. <laughs> <laughs> Your friend's girlfriend or wife's parents account. True. I think that's the closest thing we have to a sponsor for the show. <laughs> <laughs> Supplying all of our watching needs. Uh, so yeah, that Moriarty in that show's good. Like that first episode with the the pills and like the the cab driver guy mm. damn that guy's a great villain because it's like he is pretty good he's just a common killing no people, one ever suspects the cabbie doesn't give a shit about him and like is real smart like i i think all of the moriarty villains are good though mm-hmm. um it's a great show yeah and you know who turns out to be like a really good surprise villain that you know nowadays just doesn't cut it and uh and i and i heard this earlier today from uh this is another podcast, but it was in uh, You've Got Mail. You guys remember that smash hit from 2000? I don't know, think I ever saw it. <laughs> I definitely did not see that. Anyway, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan movie. It's a classic. Uh, oh, right well, at the beginning of the email AOL lifetime, 
uh, and where you know you get pinged and it's like you've got mail. The dot com. Oh, could boom. you imagine if that was still a thing? Oh, I'd be Shoot so fucking down. annoyed. Like you've got every mail. five seconds. Twenty mail. <laughs> yeah. yeah, back when an email was a once a week occurrence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but uh, Tom Hanks runs a massive department store that's putting out Meg Ra- or that's putting Meg Ryan's small like antique boutique bookshop out of business. Um, and now like looking back on things department stores are all shutting down like fucking flies <laughs> uh like in what we call the retail apocalypse for our uh listeners in uh 2040 uh, <laughs> it was a time where all Check retail your- stores where people used to go places to buy things <laughs> nerds uh 20, <laughs> I, 20 years later i haven't seen Amazon the movie you've got over. mail but in 2040 they'll definitely be listening to this <laughs> podcast but but actually now antique bookshops like sales are up like two thousand percent year over year for them <laughs> so like they're because all of them shut down it. except for like one in 20 <laughs> yeah no but that's the thing is like some of them didn't make it but mm. there's definitely not a like a bookstore uh like taking up half a block on in manhattan <laughs> anymore like now the antique bookshops are the ones that are actually making it which is you know just a little bit of irony as the, the villain tom hanks it was, yeah i was going to tom hanks <laughs> Tom. <laughs> oh, so if we have any homework for our listeners, yeah. it's to watch You've Got Mail. Yeah, best villain ever. I How think many spoilers we have we thrown out this episode? I feel like we should put a little disclaimer at the beginning or something. You guys didn't want to do beginning. <laughs> no, I'll, we'll maybe, just maybe like, I'll by throw the way, spo- we spoil about 40 different movies. <laughs> <laughs> should I go through and write down <laughs> which movies I spoil? I mean, I think the listeners will be able to understand that <laughs> if it's an episode about villains, we're probably going to talk about movies. <laughs> <laughs> also, <You> never know. <laughs> also, there's a study that came out like, uh, it's actually only a couple of years ago, where people were told the end of a plot that had a twist and like this was before they went to the movie and after they went to the movie even though they knew about it they actually liked the movie better knowing the twist in the movie <laughs> and uh and uh that's, that's pretty good though that's you, that's you heard that's, it here first yeah uh that's yeah. how you know it's a good good writing yeah, I think we should wrap like up this episode. <laughs> We're going to have to take a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, for our listeners out there, a box of cookies was just dropped in our lap, and they are warm. Oh. And some of them are cookies and cream flavored so we're gonna fucking eat them (laughs) (laughs) Uh, does anybody have any last things to say before michael sends us off for the day and for our listeners out there that aren't going to bed have a great fucking day (laughs) 